Welcome to Writish, the one-stop shop on your writer journey where we discuss everything writing-related from shiny new ideas through publication. Whether it's on the indie or traditional path and the ish of life that fuels and sometimes gets in the way of our creative pursuits. I'm Zara, a self-published author of young adult and new adult fiction and alumni of the NYU Master's in Publishing program and the founder of Inimitable Books, LLC, a new book publisher dedicated to uplifting marginalized voices without forcing authors to spotlight their trauma. I'm Kelly, a genre-hopping writer, trier of hobbies, and a debuting author fall of 2023. In today's episode, we're talking about character versus plot-driven stories, which are two categories that are often talked about among writers, but maybe not as much among readers. So let's dive into it. Kelly, some people may be hearing these terms for the first time ever, and they are wondering... What are they, and what's the difference? According to the old Googler here, plot-driven stories focus on a set of choices that the character must make. They don't have another choice. They get these choices. (laughs) Whereas in character-driven stories, you know, it focuses more on how the character arrives to that particular choice. And also character-driven stories deal with more inner transformation or relationships between other characters with our main character. I would also add that to me, I feel like a lot of blockbuster stories are more plot driven Mm -hmm. and a lot of indie films are more character driven. I also feel like character driven has become such a buzzword. Oh yeah. Every agent has that on their manuscript wish list. It's like, great, okay. Yes, I love character-driven stories, but what about there are stories that are loved that are also just plot-driven? So we'll be getting to all of that later in the episode, but before we do, how do your stories categorize themselves? That's a good question because I did not really think about it until now that we're recording this. So (laughs) I have... Two trilogies that come to mind. But whenever I am thinking more about plot-driven, I think I have mentioned this before, the colorful legacy of Alara Everwolf. It is very structured as these are the choices Alara is going to be faced with, and she has to choose between them. It is more outside of her control in that way versus the Godless trilogy where main character is kind of more faced with, do I even want to do this? How am I going to do this? And as well as their like inner growth that they will be having as the story progresses and kind of where that leads. So my first two published trilogies are very plot driven. They are set off by the inciting incident, which is something happening to my character. And I feel like you were saying a Character-driven has become a buzzword, and I feel like some people are like, oh, well, we don't want the plot to happen to your character. Uh, But to me, that's just how my stories come to me. Something happens, and then the character has to make decisions. Now we're going to get into whether or not that kind of is in the middle, or if it's still only in one of character versus plot-driven. But the stories that I've published so far fall under plot driven. The new adult spy thriller one, 
It's harder for me to say because I do start with another inciting incident that would make you think it's plot driven, but I do feel like for most of the story, it's actually character driven. I have other stories planned that I think are most definitely character driven, but those are not the ones that I've really been working on since starting AuthorTube, starting the podcast and all that stuff. So I have more experience writing plot-driven stories as of recording. I'd also like to kind of throw in here, because you were talking about how we have experience writing a bit of both. And like I said, at the start of this episode, I really didn't think too much about it until we started recording this episode. So just to touch on for writers who don't know where to start with these two categories of writing do what feels natural for the story and then think about it later because that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself when you have a blank page yeah totally agree we say that very sentiment a lot in this podcast like when it comes to the types of story conflict that was just a few episodes ago or the outlining methods and just a lot of things that are presented as if you need to do them first or know it while you're drafting. And Kelly and I, and probably other writers, maybe not every writer, but we get our ideas a certain way. And whether or not we plan out the idea so we don't lose track of it during the drafting process or we're more go with the flow and we are headlight writers or pantsing, the idea is to get your story down because you can't edit a blank page. And a lot of these categories are more helpful to agents, editors, and then even depending on what the categories are, to readers to understand what type of book they're about to read and whether or not they even want to read that book. I think that actually goes perfectly into, do you have a preference for character-driven versus plot-driven stories as a reader and is that different from your preference as a writer I feel like I don't have a preference I feel like I also don't read as much as I used to when I was younger and whenever I was younger I didn't read that much to begin with so right now I've been listening to a lot of books being read on YouTube I find that I'm more drawn to listening to plot-driven books but when I am read like sitting down with a book reading something, I like to pick up something like Percy Jackson, which I would categorize as more character driven. Oh wow. So we differ. Oh, okay. Tell me why you don't think it is. I mean, like <laughs> I feel like we normally don't differ on a lot of stuff. So the fact that we do, I'm like, yeah, tell me. You know what? I'm gonna table this for when we talk about the are they closer categories than people believe. So I'm I'm gonna sit on it just a little bit longer. I'm going to let you continue. Uh, so you kind of talked about what you're interested in as a reader, whether that's through audiobooks or physically reading words on a page. And to you, those are two different ones. So what about your writing preference? Oh, when I'm writing, it depends on the story I'm working on. Sometimes I find that plot-driven novels, I can write faster than character-driven ones. I don't know if that's because I am now getting better at dialogue, so it's not as slow, but 
I do notice that whenever I'm drafting a story that's plot driven, it gets done faster. Yeah, I'm the same way of regarding the writing. Is it which one is better for the story or most times which way does the story come to me? And I would say that as a reader, I am more drawn to plot driven things. I have read some character driven things, either for school or just because I wanted to. I feel like a lot of classics kind of fall under that. Not all classics, obviously. But yeah, I don't know. I think because I read to escape, I want exciting things to happen. And that's not to say that exciting things can't happen in a character-driven story. But the grander stories, I feel like, are almost always plot-driven. So let's circle back to me thinking that Percy Jackson is a plot-driven story. Yeah. He gets thrown into this whole thing. And while obviously he's making decisions, your character should always be making decisions in your book. Otherwise, you're going to have a completely passive character. And I don't think it should be all or nothing because sometimes something just happens to your character the same way in life something just happens to you and then you have to deal with it. But you're making choices in how to deal with it after. Anyway, anyway. back on topic. Yes. He gets his life turned upside down by being basically discovering that oh you're a demigod and this means that all these things and here are all these circumstances that are out of your control and you have to go to camp half-blood which is awesome for him because you know he fits in there and all these things but then he has to do certain tasks like he's not opting in to do certain things he's opting in or choosing how to do it in a kind of often half-baked way but because he's the hero of the story it either works out well or it doesn't but he's making choices within the you have to go on this quest because the oracle said so or because you need to clear your own name or something it's like he's reacting to the plot is how I envision it. But how do you... I understand where you're coming from with that. And honestly, that does make complete sense. I guess the first time I read this book, the point of view tricked me. <laughs> because the point of view is like first person. So I felt like I was more like connected with his inner thoughts. And he was more so actively doing these things. But because I've read this series multiple times, it's my comfort read. I can see what you're saying. And it kind of brings me back to, are they closer than what people even think? Do they overlap more than what people think? And I have trouble because my debut novel that's coming out fall of 2023, yeah, I don't know where the hell it falls. <laughs> For people who want a shorthand. Go ahead and, you know, buy it. Tell us what you think. Comment below what you think it is. Yeah, if you're listening to this episode after it's been published, please let us know. But if you are listening to this when it's come out, then we have not published the book yet, so people have not read it. Back to the point, I am very tangenty today. Clearly, Kelly and I have swapped places. <laughs> it's gonna happen sometimes, you know. Keep everyone on their toes. Yeah, keep you listening. For a shorthand, there are some similarities to Alice in Wonderland so plot is happening hard <laughs> I would lean more towards plot driven however you have to take into account that in both Alice in Wonderland and in 
your debut novel, the main character decides to follow an animal somewhere. Now, granted, they don't understand that that's going to a new world. And then I feel like that's where the plot happens. But also Alice in Wonderland is a lot more character driven because she's trying to find who she is by process of elimination. I do think the Disney movie of Alice in Wonderland, the live action one starring Mia Wasikowska and Johnny Depp and Anne Hathaway and Helena Bonham Carter, among others, is unique because it takes her defining herself by saying what she is instead of what she's not, whereas the animated 2D one was very much more in line with the book. Although the book is confusing if you've never read it and you've only seen film adaptations. It is. But with your book, Kelly, because there is a murder mystery and other things happening in it, I do think the plot is happening more to your main character than the plot was happening to Alice, if that makes sense. It does. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's right. I feel like with the main character, it's definitely the plot is just hitting her upside the head multiple times. Sometimes literally. Yeah, sometimes literally. And sometimes it's like, I feel like if you look at certain characters in that and you tried to hit them with plot, they would be like, no, 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 no. It's very odd. It's a very odd thing. But my debut aside, do you have any, like, novels that you would say kind of has a gray area? Yeah, I would say that with my debut book, The Belgrave Legacy, which is the first book in the Belgrave Legacy trilogy, I would say that even though there is a plot surrounding both the main female and the main male character and they are each other's love interests but in my head I kind of wrote them as two protagonists I think for her it's very plot driven (laughs) she is the subject of a prophecy and she's trying to deal with that I would say that for the male main character he opts in to the plot and then a lot of his stuff feels much more character driven in The Stellar Blood Trilogy, again, something happens to my main character that throws her into the plot. And then it's the guy who had a plan that basically was the plot happening to the female main character, but then through introspection and other choices, either made by the female main character or choices made by him, he's like, oh, maybe I've changed my mind. So... I don't ever deny my female main characters making choices and they're very opinionated about the choices that they do make. So they're not really taking anything lying down. I do think of them, the female characters as more plot driven and the men as more character driven, but they all come together and they influence each other to create the entire plot of the story and affecting the character development of each other so it's like to me I want all of it I think that's what makes a balanced story the same way that we were talking about you kind of need internal and external conflicts in a story you've heard it here folks you can meld both together in a wonderful pot of deliciousness and whenever you're in the writing kitchen and cooking up a story 
I'm just sitting here thinking like, wow, I like that you were able to do that with like two points of view. And I'm sitting here like, if I did that, lore is much easier to beat up with plot. If I tried to beat Matilda up with plot, that would not go well. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And yet I would almost say, I think in some ways lore lends herself better to character driven and Matilda more to plot driven. Matilda's ears would curl with displeasure if she heard you say that. That reaction almost makes her a good candidate for plot. I just feel like when people read this, they're going to be like, oh, clearly Lore is supposed to be the main character. But th this character, Matilda, she's a star. I mean, I love characters like that. You know, that's also why I really like romance series that are intended for adults versus YA. Because a lot of the time you have books in a series where it's like, you have the main couple and you love them, but it's the side characters that you really love. And then it's like, oh, come back for book two where the side characters become the main characters and on and on and on. See, I feel like the reason why I loved Aquatar because I read Aquatar and I was like, okay, yeah, this is good. I love Lucian as a side character, my fave, right? And then I DNF the second book because they lost me. But <laughs> I, I do find myself like loving specific side characters and... Sometimes I think it's more fun to even write side characters. Look at us going off onto a tangent. No, it's topical. All right, so final thoughts. Write the story how it comes natural to you. Then worry about all this shit whenever you're revising. Because I feel like a lot of this stuff, whenever we're talking about craft and bringing up categorizing certain things, it's better to focus on that during the revising stage when you have something to work with. It's like a piece of clay that you can then mold. This has been the Reddish Podcast, and we'll be back with another episode next week when Kelly is interviewing Brie Bonomo again and her co-author, K.D. Wagner. I won't be in the episode as I will be on medical leave from the podcast, but be sure to tune into the episode because everyone's co-authoring relationship is different. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at the Writish Podcast, on Twitter at write underscore ish, and on Kofi at writeish. Bye! Bye.